Okay, so I'm trying a new microphone, so I apologize if it's not as as clear, but but I'm trying to do this in the gym. And as I've figured out some of my barriers to making these happen, that's one. And so um so I got a new mic. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. As you as you remember, probably last time I did a podcast, it was on semi-glutide and the reason I did that was because I pulled a bunch of people and everybody wanted to know for sure about that one. And then he, this today's topic was another topic that was on everybody's list. And so uh, after that, I will take topics that are from individual peoples. But but this one, like I said, was across across the board. Everybody had this question in a different way. So let's just get right to it. The uh, The question was this, and I'll just read it for you verbatim. It says, Dear Jen, my question is twofold. First, what is the one thing that I can focus on to gain or maintain my health across my years? And my second question is around working out. If I only have two to three hours a week to exercise, what is the best bang for my buck? First and foremost, the question isn't something that I can, I can't generalize it to one modality. For for instance, if I'm talking to somebody who, let's say, drinks six alcoholic drinks at night, uh, or I'm talking to somebody that only sleeps five hours a night or so, then I would change my answer to how to get the most bang for their buck. Uh, so assuming that everything is fairly uh, mediocre across the board, as far as their diet and exercise, it's all mediocre, then straight up my answer to that is exercise. And that is not at all because I'm a personal trainer and coach, but because I do believe that it is our it is our most potent drug that we have out there. I'm sure that most people would assume that I would have indicated diet here, but uh, after so many years in the industry, when we're talking about health and not aesthetics, I just I can't deny the facts around exercise and it being our primary needle mover in all metrics that are of health. Um, So please do not hear me say that diet is not a piece of this puzzle, but if we are only choosing one thing to move the needle the fastest in health, we have to indicate exercise here. Exercise is our most potent health span medication. So that being said, I think think I'll just talk here and I, I will end up answering both of these questions as they both now I've just made them both now relate to exercise. So I think most people's exercise journey goes, it goes one of two ways. Either you're, you were an athlete, so you're an ex-athlete, or you were at some point in time and now have been floundering for years on how to work out because you, you've always just been told exactly what to do, when to do it, when to show up, how to move. And because you've had something to train for, which by definition tells you what you should be doing for training. You've had something to train for to kind of direct those hours. The other side of the coin, the other population is that you could be somebody trying to find exercise as a joy and or passion when it's just not. And frankly, it's just really hard to to make yourself do something three to five times a week that you just, you don't enjoy doing or you're doing out of obligation or necessity and you don't have a purpose in in that training for anything. Either of those populations, no matter where you fall, at some point in time, everybody must move towards training for something 
instead of just working out. Because at some point in time, the lack of direction in working out will yield itself to no results. Meaning if you aren't working, like if you aren't working towards something, other things will take precedence in your resource of time because you don't have a specific goal or thing that you're working towards. This is where I usually explain to people that, that there are three to four categories that we, I'm going to go with four. There are four categories that we work, work under for health. And those four categories are this one, zone two training, two, strength training, three, stability training, and then four, VO2 max training. So I'm not really going to get into identifying or defining these necessarily. I think instead, I want you to know that those four exist and that's what we need to spread our time across. So if we're, we're moving into how do I get the most bang for my buck, if I've already said exercise, okay, then then what do I do with that three hours of time? So basically the the question is, what is the minimum effective dose to still gain the health benefits of these four pillars while not overcommitting and potentially failing at everything else in life because you're so focused on all four of these pillars. So I realize that I'm kind of rephrasing the question and for good reason, because just, just because this person has three hours, I don't know where they're most lacking. So to move that across to a generalization for podcast sake, the question becomes this, what is the minimum effective dose to still see health benefit for the return of the investment of time that they're giving. So first of all, the minimum, the minimum effective dose, if you're doing nothing is adding even one hour a week, but soon it becomes not very ideal for benefit. And we need to nudge towards that true minimum effective dose, which is right around three hours a week. An ideal dose is probably closer to 10 hours, maybe even 12, but that's, that's not the minimum effective dose. So if we've established that we have three hours to train, then we want to make sure that that time is, I guess, intensely efficient and directed towards, towards what you're trying to achieve. So if we look back at those four pillars of health, uh, again, that's zone two training, strength training, stability training, VO2 max training, and I only have three hours, then I spend each hour of training on three of these four. And then I completely neglect one of them. I'd spend 10 to 15 minutes of stability training uh, as kind of a warm up and a half hour on strength training. And then the remaining time on short intervals or VO2 max type training. Then more than anything, I would work really hard and kill myself with consistency across a broad range of time, which basically means never missing sessions. If I only have three hours a week, I, I can't miss a session. I need to work really hard to try to increase my hours per week to, to closer to five so that I can spend those other two hours adding in that fourth pillar, which is, is uh, zone two training. There's a caveat to this, though. If you're going from not working out at all and you are dedicating three hours, then my belief is, is that we need to spend those three hours first doing some zone two training, just moving the body before you start lifting weights. And then secondly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start doing the stability and strength training pieces without guidance. There are plenty of coaches out there that 
can build for you a program that encompasses all of those things. And I recommend that because if you're conjuring up what you think you should be doing and making it up yourself, then we've negated the efficiency piece of that puzzle because you probably, you probably aren't prioritizing what needs to be prioritized unless under the watchful eye of the coach. I think that ends up answering the, the two questions is, is one, what is the one thing that I should focus most on? And that is exercise. And then two, if I've got a limited time budget, how do I spend that time? Uh, if I could go one step further and say that that strength training needs to be, strength training needs to be the core of what you're doing for exercise. And that's because every decade after the age of 30, you will lose, no matter who you are, you will lose three to 10% of your muscle mass. And so that's after 30. So potentially, if you're on the higher end of that, by the time you are 60, you have lost 30% of your muscle mass. Um, you can be towards the 3% of that statistic if you continue to strength train. I feel like I say this 35 times a week uh, to people, but I have never met an 80-year-old that has said, gosh, I just, I wish I didn't have this much muscle. It just, it doesn't happen. So we need to really be hyper-focused on that element of training, which is why I built the hour like that. 15 minutes of stability, 30 minutes of strength training, another 15 minutes of VO2 training if you only have three hours. And then if we can start to add some hours, we can start to change the program. But that is the minimum effective dose to see any health metric changes. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening. Yeah.